Simon and Schuster Audio Works presents Star Trek: The Next Generation. We are synced right now, like the Huge. characters from the movie Avatar, like the characters from the movie uh, Pacific Rim. Remember how they were like the pilots were synced up? Yeah, imagine, uh, imagine if that was an episode of Star Trek. They had to pilot Max. They had to pilot Max and Riker. And like Picard an episode like... where the where the starship transforms into like a, into like a Gundam. A Gundam, and they have to like yeah, not a, sh- a single brain can't handle this ship. We need two. And they get a, they get a, Riker, Riker, join me. (laughs) Put on this helmet. We have to fight the Pacific Rim. And the Pacific Rim is like, like some syndicate or some bullshit. The the Pacific Syndicate. The Pacific Syndicate. Or like they're just, it it could be just like a gate, like the Pacific Rim, but it's just in space. (laughs) Yeah, like a wormhole. Yeah. That's so it. the Gamma we're, Quadrant. Ready to fight the sequel the spirits. Yes, sequel nine. It's sequel DS Nine series, where uh, the uh, the Dominion yeah are pumping out big monsters from the wormhole now. That's a good idea. It, it's like a one way wormhole, so they can't get on the other side of the wormhole. They've, they've edited it. They've made it so that if people can't come through to the Gamma Quadrant now. You can only they can only pump out big monsters. Yeah, like the monsters are strong enough to withstand the wormhole, but like normal and, people okay, can't. Okay, what's well, it's not Picard and Riker anymore. It's Nog and Jake. No, uh, yeah. They they blow they suit up in in the deep space nine whenever they get a warning every time a, a, a alarm goes off and a screen on the deep space nine comes up and it's Cisco as the emissary they've patched through to him in the wormhole mm-hmm. and he's like you gotta there's a monster coming through you gotta suit up Jake and Nog yeah and, uh... and they like they go down this special elevator and the klaxons are whirring and then they get on the ship and it's like it. They, they like sync up their brains. They put on the helmets, and and Jake mm-hmm. is like, "No, stop thinking about Umax again." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what mm-hmm. happens. And he's, he's always thinking about Umax. And 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 Nog is like, "Please stop thinking about gilfs, <laughs> please, Jake." <laughs> Please stop thinking about Gil. <laughs> yeah, and he's just mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that, and then they go out into space and they explode they like the alien, and they explode like the episode of uh, in that DS9 like, documentary where Nog the dies in the that first. They're coming up with where Nog blows up in, in the, the very first, beginning. Yeah, the first episode. That's so sad when they said that in the documentary. It's I was like, so no. fun. It, it's really funny. Like it would have been a shame though because. Uh, Nog was a really cool character, so it would be sad to see him go. But that would like take a bit of balls to do. <laughs> Maybe they would have brought him back somehow. Yeah, in the wormhole. Thanks to the prophets. Yeah, in the wormhole. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then they go blow up the monster, and then and then opening credit, opening titles, DS Nine, Two, written by Max and Ben of Dead Ensigns. Welcome Why to our podcast. Why do you get the first credit? Why do you get the first credit? Welcome to the to the to our po- Dead, Ens- Dead Ensigns podcast. This is Max and Ben talking to you right now. Hi. And we're He's talking Max. about Star Trek and stuff mm-hmm. and Pacific. Rim. I don't want to talk about Star Trek first. I want to talk about Avatar first. <laughs> James Cameron, in his infinite wisdom, has has informed us. Yeah. That Sigourney Weaver is back. She died in the first film. But yeah. she is back in Avatar 2. Yeah, she got sucked into the mind hole of the planet. She, she got killed, and then uh, the planet absorbed her. It, it downloaded her consciousness. Mm-hmm. And now Sigourney Weaver is playing teenage daughter of Jake Sully and Neytiri. Do you think they're going to like de-age her voice? somehow like make it like more high-pitched or something i was thinking about that because the the thing with the mocap is like they don't have to worry about the looks yeah she's just mocapping a young version of herself yeah exactly but the voice i don't know i don't know about the voice i guess they would maybe maybe i feel like 
James Cameron maybe has some uh some good tech for D. De- I feel like voice de aging is not as bad as like face de aging is currently. Face de aging is not bad at the moment, but it's it's very obvious, I guess. Uh yeah, because like it, I think yeah, uh like face de aging is awful, and it tends to be awful, like yeah. Mandalorian show and uh you know uh. Uh, Skywalker and in that. When do they do it on Mandalorian? What? When do they do it on Mandalorian? Oh my god, it's not Mandalorian. <laughs> it's Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, you meant Boba? I thought you meant like Luke Skywalker on the Mandalorian. But no. I was gonna say like, no, that's completely CG. No, it's it's the it's the fuck. They did. The, yeah, you're you're right. They did it in both series. They did. Although the the book no, of no, Boba but that's Fett what I'm one saying. Look. Mandalorian isn't de aging. That's just a CGI Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was still technically, fucking... you know, Mark Hamill was still there under that. No, he CG. wasn't. Was he not? No, that's what I'm saying. It was are an you, entirely CGI. Are Mark you Hamill. sure about that? Yes, okay. it was not. It was not de-aged Mark Hamill. Yeah, but like the the one in uh, that's the why book it looked so bad. Boba Fett, <laughs> uncanny, was yeah. the was at just a guy. He wasn't. It wasn't Mark Hamill. It was just a guy no. that looked somewhat similar, and they kind of like morphed his face. They trans yeah. translated his face into Mark. They, they Mark faked face. him into into young Mark Hamill. But and they don't even need to. That's the thing as well. They don't even need Mark Hamill to record anything. They could do his voice. His yeah. voice is completely generated and everything. Yeah, like the what they Mark did. Hamill just cashes the check the, for his what, likeness. What they did recently in, uh, you know, in the Obi Wan show, they had like a um, generated Darth Vader voice. Like you did know, they, they still they had. They didn't the, have James Earl Jones. No, no, because James Earl Jones is like if you listen to him in like the new Lion King, like the remake. He yeah. sounds really old, you know. Oh, like I he, didn't watch the Lion King he doesn't so. have that like those pipes on him anymore that he did, yeah, and well. they even had to like they even used like takes from the original animated Lion King, you know, mm. because he couldn't pull it through, which is uh, which is quite sad because you know he's real old at this point, and but it is a uh, it is kind of sad though that like you know. The his voice, his such an iconic voice for Darth Vader, is just uh, kind of uh, it's not even like generated. I don't think there's still an actor under it. They just no. um, morph his voice, modulate into, modulate his voice into what a Darth Vader would sound like, right? Mm-hmm. So it's is more... it like? Do you think? Do you remember back when like they used to have those voice changer mask toys? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you think it's just one of those, like they put that on an actor and then say, "All right, read these lines." Yeah, I I remember I used to I once for Christmas got like a Darth Vader helmet with the voice changer module that sounded That's like cool. nothing. Like I never a, had one of those. Yeah, I had a I had a cool parents that That's bought cool. me stuff like that. I had other. No, I got other stuff. Mm, okay. I got like video games and Bionicles. Mm-hmm. I got Bionicles. I wasn't a big Star Wars kid, to be honest. I don't think I think it was just more yeah. like oh, Star Wars kind of cool I guess uh, I, I was a know. big Star Trek head I don't think I was any, like when I was a child I don't think I was in, into many I don't think I was into media in general I was more no? into playing outside and stuff it was when I moved okay, here I that I got how. into consuming media you became alienated with your outdoors life. Yeah, this is what this country's done to me. Yeah, uh, it successfully forced you into living vicariously through products. Yeah, god damn it! Instead of experiencing the outdoors, the slowly shrinking outdoors. Yeah, the the the, the British Empire colonized my brain. Yay! Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ingolub. 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 <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that was mostly, like, yeah, media was there in the background, but it didn't, like, I have, like, zero nostalgia for, like, Disney stuff, like, you know, yeah, I have zero nostalgia for, for, like, big products, like, uh, uh, like, we talked about it before, like, not on the podcast, but, like, uh, this is such a weird tangent to go on, but you know Nintendo and stuff like that. Didn't like when I was a kid, I didn't really do Nintendo. We had like rip off things, like we had the Pegasus yeah. console, which is like a a 
fucking absolute ripoff. Thousand and one games. Yeah, thousand and one games. Although you did, st- you could still get like you know, it was all pirated, basically software. But because Nintendo didn't like, you know, these companies didn't really sell to the market, the Polish market. So you just went out and bought pirated stuff because the companies didn't give a shit because they they weren't selling to us. And if you wanted to buy legit, then it would cost you like an arm and a leg because you had to import it, you know? And you had to pay pay like Western prices for it. But yeah, like like I have, uh, like when it comes to like Disney and stuff, I like Hercules a lot. Like that's like a big animated, uh, like uh, because of the dubbed versions too. Yeah, I was going to say for you, is it like, is it kind of, you can only really start to scratch a nostalgic itch if it's like specifically polish dubs yes yeah a lot of the t- yeah. the times especially makes sense. that makes sense a lot of the early disney stuff had a lot of songs in them you know yeah and all mm-hmm. of those were dubbed and we had we have very really good voice actors and stuff like that so uh those like cartoons specifically like animated stuff was tend to be really well dubbed and stuff and like localized on top of it, it wasn't just a dub like a straight dub it was like localized you know to and yeah and the translations were really really well done you know uh-huh. and so i have like you know like I, I i had no idea until like not really like that um you know not, not that long ago but like that lion king you know like it was you know james l jones did mufasa i had no fucking clue about that like you know yeah because I just never listened to those in, you know, in English, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, I guess. But, you know, that's media for you and different cultures yeah. and how they consume that media. Like True. Star Trek, which I, I don't think I ever really kind of experienced while I was in Yeah, Poland. no, I never engaged with Star Trek when I was younger. Yeah. To bring it back. To our main topic. I don't think I ever, like, even stumbled upon it on TV, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I don't remember even, like, switching channels or something and, like, remembering an image that just kind of, like, went past, you know, of, like, the uniforms or something like that. My my experience with Star Trek as a, as a, I'm gonna say, pre, I guess, still in primary school, you know, like, within the first, like, 12 years of my life or whatever. Mm -hmm. First one is my dad putting on the episode where where Kirk fights the Gorn because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> look at this son! Look how it was, funny it was it like. Is. Look how funny it is! Him trying to fight this guy in a blizzard costume. Yeah, like, that is funny. And then the only other thing was flipping through early morning TV and seeing like an advert for the like the final season of of Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> and that did kind of put a tiny seed in my brain of like, I should try out Star Trek. Yeah, that I didn't, I didn't utilize properly until you know within the last couple of years. Until your old age, mm-hmm. it finally blossomed and into a, into a beautiful tree, a beautiful like little bonsai tree in my brain and that caused you to make a podcast about the show, kind of. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's and now here we are. <laughs> um, here we are, thirteen minutes in, and we've talked about like four things that aren't Star Trek. <laughs> no, it's all. <laughs> yeah. But on the point of nostalgia that you were saying earlier, I think nostalgia when it comes to media is pretty interesting because I think a lot of people do kind of tie it to uh, you know specific pieces of media. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever tied it solely to pieces of media, personally. It's always been, like, it's unattainable, you know, Re- reliving those experiences as a child. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, uh, I, I have a difficulty kind of, like, reigniting that or or having nostalgia in that way for pieces of media. Because, you know, it's not just the piece of media in my mind, it's that time in yeah. life. So it's difficult to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I watch stuff that I like from my childhood because I think they were good, you know. But I don't I don't watch it because it's like, oh, this was something that made me feel specific things at that age, you know? Yeah, like uh, we talked about... You can't relive them. You just can't. Yeah, I, I, told, we, we, 
I told uh, I told you about my brain poisoning from a young age. Uh, like we we used to do this thing. I guess I guess we can talk mm-hmm. about it. We used to do this thing where we, every Sunday we would do Sunday night kino and we would watch movies for uh, with a bunch of friends, and mm-hmm. we would just watch them over Discord. And that brought us to watching a lot of different movies. And I think I was kind of uh, thinking at, at at one point of hosting like a Polish comedy, uh, which is called Sex Mission. You know, like that's what it's yeah. Sex Misia. Which is literally, mm-hmm. that's what it's called. And I remember watching that movie when I was like a little child, right? You know, like really small. And then... Uh, you know, that entire movie is about just kind of like, you know, men are extinct and two and women, are, like there's only women around the world, not around the world, but like in a, in a, a facility that uh, and they unfreeze these two males, you know, that were frozen. Uh-huh. And it's like, wow, this plot is just like straight out of a porno, you know? Well, it sounds like a fucking American Pie ass. Yeah, but this was like uh, Six Mission. I think it was like late seventies, something like that. That that's when mm-hmm. the movie came out. And I I was telling you about how like you know I'm nostalgic about that movie in terms of just like the quotes and stuff like that. But then there's the subconscious programming uh, that comes from it, which is uh, a lot of naked women wandering around in the movie. And mm-hmm. I was, uh, and I made this stupid joke about how the movie made me nostalgic for Full Bush, <laughs> remember? Uh-huh. And that—that's like, basically yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I was like nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of different <laughs> ways, I guess you can be nostalgic it can about stuff. In many different ways. Yeah, yeah and True. and yeah, uh, but I feel like that's not ma- that's not like nostalgia. That's that's uh, that's media like programming. <laughs> Isn't nostalgia basically? Do you feel like? Eh, I guess. Yeah. But you feel like? Would you say you're nostalgic, or it's just like seeing Bush reminds you of that movie? I think that's it. Yeah. I, I don't think. I, uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I think. Oh. Uh, I think because of that, but it's just funny to say that it's like nostalgic about full push. Uh, right, right. Right. But yeah, the, that movie is a weird trip. Mm. Uh, a bit of a sex romp yeah it is it has a Polish like, sex romp a po- Polish sex romp it's like a classic sort of you know comedy uh, but it's really raunchy uh, <laughs> raunchy stuff that's why you say romp you know? romp a romp a romp that's why you call it rom a rom <laughs> from Star Trek DS9 there you go we connected it to Star Trek DS9 somehow at least Star Trek in some way you know a spell of rough, energetic play. <laughs> is that a romp in the snow? Okay. Sexual, a sex romp. Nice. An easy victory. Okay. Are you just a light-hearted a... film or other work? Are you just know? looking at definitions of what romp is? Yeah, because it's a strange word. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. Sounds like a p- part of an animal you would eat. Like I'm gonna eat the romp. You know, well, well, yeah, it sounds like rump. Mm-hmm. I guess, Which yeah, is you're the, right. Uh, the word for a butt, but a butt, the rump. When you're trying to be discreet about liking to eat ass. Mm. Yeah, so true. <laughs> so true. Always trying to be discreet about liking to eat ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um... Avatar. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is back. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the end of the point. I'm excited for Avatar 2. I can't wait. Yeah. We rewatched that recently. It. Uh, yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, and it was uh, it was surprising how hard that movie goes about how, you know, humanity is the worst thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but... uh, it's one of probably the more ed- uh, brazenly anti-imperialist movies that is also a Hollywood action blockbuster. Yeah. You know? So much money. I can't think of one that's. I can't think of a movie of that kind of like big triple A like Hollywood like action movie mm-hmm. that is also so flagrantly like anti imperialist. Yeah, yeah. 
the ending of the movie where Jake Sully goes, the aliens went the away. Aliens. That's because he's fully integrated now. Fully. He's no longer, he has completely abandoned his humanity. He is the avatar. The and he, is, he the has movie. become a, uh, a, a Navi. Yeah, he, he transracials into a Navi. Right? But it's like, that's almost like, well, it's like, not even just in terms of race, but like identity altogether. Mm-hmm. He starts the movie with absolutely nothing. Yeah. But then he, through the course of the movie, becomes something entirely different. <laughs> An anti-imperialist. Anti-imperialist. Uh, yeah. A maverick. It's a maverick. It's uh, that fucking, do you remember how fucking... The the director's cut version. I had never seen the director's cut version before, and seeing like the the extra bit of the beginning where he's on Cyberpunk Earth. Oh yeah, it like completely changes the movie. It's like, oh my god, I didn't realize Earth in this universe was actually that fucked. Yeah, it looks like a piece of shit. It looks worse Complete, than like Cyberpunk. Like, yeah, it's like oh, so over the top Cyberpunk dystopia where it's just like his 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 home is a a room. Uh, like a closet-sized room with a bed on one side and a TV screen the size of a wall yeah. right next to it. It's constantly <laughs> blasting him with like light, you know, advertising and and news about war and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It, I feel like uh, the fact that it's just like, oh yeah, it's your your twin brother. <laughs> It's a little, you know. Uh, we 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 put so much money into making this avatar for him, and uh, we really can't afford not to get it working. It's not a perfect yet. movie, you know. Yeah, it's it's a little contrived, I guess. But yeah, whatever. It serves for the pub, the driving force of him going to the 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 planet, the other planet. The name yeah. I can't remember the planet. We talked about how. Uh, this, uh, what, like would, you... what would an episode of like TNG look like? <laughs> Found, you know, yeah. the like this is uh, I yeah. Is it a TNG plot? It might be more of a nah. I don't know. I don't know. Like Voyager or some bullshit? maybe Voyager, but the whole point about Voyager is keep it moving. You know, yeah. You need you need a show that's gonna stop and smell the roses a bit more than Voyager does. Harry Kim stays on the planet and like lives as an avatar for the rest of his life. Yeah, because he just can't move up ranks on Voyager, so he just gives up and goes to move in with Tanabe. They can do. They could totally do the avatar system on the um, on the end on the on like the the Starfleet ships and stuff. What do you mean? That they avatar? could totally do that. Like the pro- like they already like use plastic surgery stuff to make them look exactly like aliens anyway. Yeah, if they need to. Oh, so you and just it works like perfectly have like a sleeve that they can go into, like like a person. maybe, or they could just create avatars. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could probably just do that. And then they have an episode talking about whether the avatars are human or not, or like they're living beings. I just want to see how they would uh, get across flying on the monsters and stuff. <laughs> yeah. In that show's budget. It's just very good. close up. There's only the top of like the monster visible. And it's like shaking yeah. and there's a screen behind them, that the green screen behind them that they just like chroma king uh, uh, like a, a scene moving or something like that, you know. Or like a clouds and stuff going by. Forests. Slow down, oh, like. Riker. <laughs> Number one, take your brain out of the monster now. I can't. We're going to crash. <laughs> we can't. I, I can't do it. It feels too good. Yeah, I'm, I'm connected to the monster, sir. <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> gotta keep going. Do you think there are? Uh, well, there aren't any bold Navi, are there? I don't know. That couldn't be right because of the braids. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Would they, would they be just be bald and they would have like a braid that just comes out, like you know, at the back, straight at the back? Maybe. Like those oh, Shaolin maybe that monks, could be... which are bald, that are bald, but they have the long braid. They got the braid. Yeah. Maybe that could be a plot point in one of the upcoming movies. <laughs> Jake Sully's. Uh, has male pattern baldness, and that that recessive gene went into the avatar. Yeah, 
and and so he's like losing his braid and stuff and it's like oh no i'm gonna i can't connect to fucking anything anymore yeah but uh that's why you need keeps which is the sponsor of no it isn't that's why you need uh bold be gone both be gone it's a spray on like a haircut that you like it's a can that you spray on your head and it brings yeah, exactly. back your head hair that would be cool i i feel like star trek doesn't uh like explore enough the idea of like how much like useless product we would have you know do you think you would have useless product? I feel like I feel like I feel like, but that's uh, the whole thing. You we don't wouldn't have, breathe our you'd... consumer needs out of ourselves for for the two hundred years or three hundred years or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the whole, you know, of of that society being unattainable thing in the yeah. real world. But I mean, in terms of the actual context of the show, <laughs> you would you, like, there wouldn't be product. But like people right? have like you know like. The people have fabricators in their like fucking bedrooms. Like you look at what three D printing is like nowadays. How much useless bullshit people make in three D like using three D printers. Imagine if you could just like download an open source like huge database of blueprints. People just three D print shit and just put on put on their shelves constantly. But that's kind of my point is that you wouldn't be able to have a product because people can just make it. Yeah, no, but like people do it open source now. Like they do it just to do it, you know? They just they put they make a file, uh like a three D file, and then they just shove it into the internet, into the void of the but internet. What what kind of what kind of product are you talking because this started uh, talking about a fake bold be gone. <laughs> I don't so know. that's the thing. Like, is the like thing. I don't think the, there would be product in the sense of like. But the thing is detergents. That now you just make a detergent in a replicator. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. It's now you know because the replicator are so advanced, right? You can bring that open sourceness to an extreme. Like you could buy, like get a detergent that's like open source, basically. You know what I mean? It's been designed by like you know. Uh, a clean fucker 69 or something that love for some reason in his spare time designed like one of the best detergents and it's just open source on the internet and people just fabric everybody uses it because it's so good you know and it's clean fucker that made it you know clean fucker detergent clean fucker detergent that's on the label just be free. everybody like people make their own separate fork without the profanity on it but everybody knows it's yeah. a clean fucker you know yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's like but now what's the we got, what do like you that's get useful. Out? Is that's this a, like a so is this like a social media where you get upvotes for your thing? I guess, you know, like there's got to be some kind of incentive either way though, right? Uh, In this scenario. Like I I don't I don't believe that that's the case, right? Cuz a lot of people create like these files just for the fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. They, yeah. They... But I'm, but I'm saying, like, in that case, why would somebody then like re-upload it as their own thing? What do you mean? If not, well, because you were saying people would like take it and like re-upload it as their own thing. It's it's uh, Kyle's fucking detergent or whatever, but they pretend it's their own because people know that's the thing. It's a blockchain. It's all based on. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's all you. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. It's <laughs> Kyle's clean fucker detergent. makes mints an NFT of the clean fucker <laughs> detergent and <laughs> mints it on the blockchain, and then everybody that downloads it knows that is the clean fucker detergent. You know. How many scandals do you think there are where people like open restaurants like Cisco's dad? <laughs> Yeah. But they they're like they are actually all replicated. <laughs> they have like you a, think that happens a lot. They have like a speaker in the back that just has like you know play clatter and like yeah, yeah, yeah. utensils being used or whatever. Or like you go you go pans, over down to Papa Gino's authentic Italian. Yeah, and they they play they take forty minutes to make your food. And there's a guy in the bed. There's, there's, they're playing, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a walking gear just comes out of the like the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every now and then you'll see like a guy in a chef costume carrying a big pot of red sauce, <laughs> and you're like, oh wow, they must actually be making it. Steaming there's just hot. one dude 
Just one dude back there standing next to a replicator smoking, chain-smoking cigarettes. <laughs> a replicated And then cigarettes. every now and then he types in, like, spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> and then they take it out. <laughs> and you know what? All the yuppies out there, they slurp it down and they go, oh, this is so much better than replicator food. Yeah. They don't even know. They can't tell. They don't they even f- fucking they... know. On the atomic level, it's indistinguishable from... They're cretins. They're cretins. They're, and Cretans? they're paying out of their ass for this too. Uh, well, no, they're not paying. Oh anything. yeah, I forgot. There's no money in this. But one. Papa Papa Gino is getting the. Uh, he's getting all the clout. Papa Gino for having authentic Italian food. Papa Gino always gets paid. Papa Papa Gino always gets paid. Um, Papa Gino is authentic Italian, and then people go back there one day, and they're like, "Oh, I want to meet the chef." Yeah. And they see the replicator pumping out uh, chicken Alfredo, yeah, and and, uh, and chicken palm, and they're in denial. And they're like, "Oh my fucking!" God. And they're like vomiting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating replicator food, <laughs> like those peasants. I'm eating replicator food, and I'm eating bleh. replicator food like those freaks out in space have to. Jesus, I live on Earth because I want to eat fresh food. I de- I'm going to to. Uh, I'm going to Grandma Rubio's uh, authentic Italian instead. Oh, traditional and, Italian. And they go there, and it's also replicated. It's also replicated. What I'm saying here is that you can't trust Italian people. Oh my god, that's uh, <laughs> that's your point. <laughs> I guess I don't know. All right, I don't know where else I'm going with it. I thought that would there'll be like uh, there'll be like that one restaurant which is like. Uh, to make sure that, like, oh, we do actually make our food. Like, we actually prepare it. Yeah. We have, like, a camera in the back. You can see it. So you can see the kitchen. You can watch them making it. You can and, watch your slaves make the food. Yeah, and then, like, people make it. You get the food, and it's like, oh, it smells delicious. You eat it, and, it, like, it's really bad. It's, like, mediocre. Yeah. Like, it's not even bad. It's just mediocre. And you're like, yeah. oh, mm, it's so good. Oh, so much better than replicated. <laughs> it's so food. much oh, better than replicated from mm. the like replicated. Oh, you can like... taste. You can taste the the authenticity. Yeah, uh, and you just like, and then you pull out like a hair out of your food or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... I, well, I was gonna say, do you think? Do you think it's become like wanted for somebody to spit in your food in the future? Because <laughs> it's proof that there was somebody making it. <laughs> oh, like mm-hmm. nowadays it's like i don't want them to spit in my food because it's disgusting yeah. but in the future how else would you have a mark that something wasn't replicated yeah if no. not for somebody spitting in the food while they're making it uh there's a lot of things a hair toenail yeah. could be a thing well toenails is no see because this is the thing <laughs> those are a bit more finite than spit <laughs> You know, you you once you've de- what you got you got ten toenails right there. <laughs> That's all you got, and then you're out. Yeah, and you gotta wait like a week or something for them to grow back a bit. Yeah, more. but uh, you gotta go to crazy spit. Jo- you can just keep going. You <laughs> you gotta go to crazy Joe that lives in your at the alley behind your restaurant. The only yeah. homeless person on the earth. The last homeless guy. <laughs> he chooses on to be homeless. He chooses to be homeless, and crazy Joe gives you <laughs> infinite. <laughs> supply of toenails and then you got and then you got the one restaurant that keys into it and when they're replicating their food they go uh replicator create spaghetti and meatballs with toenails (laughs) (laughs) they're picking hairs out and they're going oh it's so authentic they don't even know that hair was replicated they don't know the hair was replicated. I don't like this. I don't like oh, this. Just at all. like they ate in the twenty first century. I don't like this at all. I don't like these. I don't like the idea of replicating weird stuff like that. <laughs> replicating disgusting shit. Yeah. Somebody there's gotta be so many there's so many potentials for pranks you can do in the future in Star Trek. Yeah, especially in Star Trek. You could just yeah. be like a replicator, replicate. Dog crap. Yeah. <laughs> Replicate a, a a fresh crap from a dog right now. <laughs> you put in there and 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 then you take it out. You replicate a replicate a brown bag and then you put this dog shit mm-hmm. in the bag. You you take it out outside. You put it in front of theaters. You know. Uh, you replicate a replicate a neighbor. 
<laughs> you need a neighbor to prank because you don't have one. Yeah. Is that right? Do you think uh, you know how sometimes when you bring out your phone, maybe you got to do maybe uh, you you're just gonna check your phone or something, mm-hmm. and one of your funny cool friends goes, "Uh, Siri, text a uh, text mum. Uh, I uh, fuck lol fuck fuck lol fuck." Yeah. Yeah. Do you think people do that in Star Trek Future where somebody's just like, "Computer, get me uh, get me a fucking why? Did, I keep defaulting to like Italian food. Computer, get me a uh, get me a get me a curry." And then somebody else in the room goes, yeah, with extra poop sauce on it. <laughs> and then the, com- the computer replicates all the poop sauce, and they're like, oh, fuck it, come it on, dude. It smells so bad, and then he has to eat it because he feels bad because he's, you know, he's so ascended from us humans, like our today yeah. humans. And, you know, the, the, the humans mm-hmm. in the future are so perfect, they just don't want to waste it. You Doesn't know? let it go to waste. <laughs> he, eats the, 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 he eats the spaghetti poop. Or like, I feel like if you've got, do you think if you have like a a urine fetish? Oh my god, what are we talking about? Okay, yeah. Do you go. think, like, would you would you appreciate the replicator, or would it be like, it's just not the same? But because you me- could make it literally like the perfect temperature and everything. Oh my god. But I feel like it's more about the act, right, rather than the substance. I feel like yes, but I, I, these I, are important questions. These are important. This is called world building. Yeah, <laughs> this is a subreddit. This world building subreddit. Would people <laughs> replicate piss in the replicators in the future? That is the question. But yeah, like I feel like yeah. What if it's not a fetish thing? What if it's like those people who think that like pee have healing oh, properties? It's like that Nathan for you episode. Like where... the guy and Nathan for you, yeah. <laughs> That's such a specific it's like our computer generate Diana's sweat, you know, and just a cup of sweat, you know. I feel like it would have blockers for that kind of stuff. You think so? I feel like they wouldn't let it would they wouldn't you'd have to like Jury rig. There'll be like a jailbroken stuff. Jailbreak, yeah. Jailbroken uh, replicator. Quark does that, doesn't he? Remember, he does an entire episode about that. Like when they he jailbreaks his like replicator, and it causes the entire like station to fuck up or something. Oh yeah. And and is that the one where it activates the Cardassian? The not the Cardassian. The the. the Bajoran re- uh, resistance, like traps that they put, yeah, bread that that, that create aphasia, yeah, bread, 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 yeah. I th- I think bread. it's that one, but yeah, like I definitely, I would, I would imagine it's like, like in that future, like I, I just, like the technology is so far ahead that like, like all these like, uh, you know, uh these uh, protections that people put in software for like mm-hmm. like they're useless you know what i mean it's like yeah. how can you protect yourself from like the the your your piece of media or like your piece of like software or like piece of technology from like the entirety of space you know working to get at it you know like that's it's impossible at that point, right? Well, there's so much... It seems like in the Star Trek future, everything just has some element of artificial intelligence. Uh, yeah. So I guess I guess you would... I guess with however... Because it's not like stuff in the future is programmed in the same way that it's programmed for us, right? Yeah, they just go into a holodeck and they just talk to the computer. They just say things and the computer just does it. Yeah. So I guess there's some element of like self-protection, almost that self-defense. Is, that is programs. like a that is literally like a manager's like wet dream when it comes to like the IT industry, you know? Yeah, because so like that's like actually automated was, self-defense stuff. That was one of the that's actually like one of the like goals uh, for a long while for like you know uh, companies got out of their way to like create. Uh, programming languages that are more user-friendly you know uh-huh. uh, they're more like languages like actual spoken languages rather than like programming languages and you know 
like one of the first example which is examples which is ironic was uh, Cobol, which is like a really old programming language made for like banking industry like uses all the time and it's one of the like it's a really difficult language to kind of learn and it's super old but banks uh-huh. still use it okay because they can't bother upgrading but like that 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 was one of the few examples of like uh, a company attempting to make like oh oh we'll hire these IT people they'll make us software to make software and then we'll fire them you know we'll have cool. all the like managers and like project leads make the actual programs and we won't need the actual programmers and then it never happened <laughs> You know, because yeah. it, it's a lot of work <laughs> to create software. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I digress. But yeah, like the 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 future, like the Star Trek future stuff, was you just literally talk to the computer, and the computer just, just does everything for you. Yeah, because I don't know why in the Star Trek future, like the only reason people explore space in the Star Trek future is is because of like in like ingrained human human like exceptionalism and and individuality that drives you specifically to want to go into space right Mm -hmm. because the computer is so advanced that you could just send so many drones and satellites out and they just do it for you we already not have an episode about that that, uh, that's a bad idea remember it's the missile, rogue missile in the Star Trek oh, Voyager, yeah. remember? Yeah. And she was like, I need to find the target. Cause Must blow up planet. Yeah, because, uh, what is she called? It was like artificial intelligence and it really wanted to uh, kill. What is she called? Who? What is Which she one? called? The Voyager engineer, chief of engineering. Balana. Balana Taurus. Baloney? She... she she has, like, the entire thing with, like, oh, it was it's her voice and stuff like that, too. Like, yeah. it's... It's like she's trying to make herself understand more than anything. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that's like kind of an episode about that, which is like, oh yeah, AI is kind of fallible and it doesn't really work the way a human the it hum- can't react. Humans are fallible as well. It can't, it can't react, you know, as uh, as openly, I guess, as uh, as you would want. Ah, but counterpoint, the Doctor is the opposite of that. Yeah, he's literally... He did make his own choices. He becomes the, you know, the emergency, like, captain program, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he does get subroutines, and he's... that allow him to make those kinds of choices. Yeah. On the fly. On the fly. But... And then they break his brain for a bit. <laughs> but he gets over it. He gets over it. He <laughs> reads a book that, uh, that Janeway leaves on a chair, and he, he kind of like, hey, you know what? Because yeah, they they open up his like um like they open it open up his diagnostics program and it's like his his like his dad basically the creator of the program yeah and he's just like oh this this fucking shit is like full of nothing that is useless why did you allow mm-hmm. him to do that and he's like you know why that's... do all these stupid subroutines like opera opera uh, Which, speaking of, the episode where he goes to the planet and and wows everybody with opera is great. Yeah, but then they just they so didn't good. want him in the end. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want. They didn't. It wasn't the love of music. It was the mathematical equation of music. Yeah, it's... the complexity of changes in tone and pitch. Some bitch came around and said, "Like I wrote my own using mathematics." They just I've love made math the most rock. complex thing. Do you think they later on invented math rock? It, it dude, they would have fucking loved math rock. The the complex time. You know what else they would have fucking loved? Earthbound music. <laughs> Favorite game series. They would have loved it. They would have loved it. Yeah, that, that definitely. But yeah, they listen. The the last doctor plays the 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 fake doctor that they make to play music. Yeah, for it's, them. it's just a speaker. He plays the brand new song and it's like. Yeah. And they're like beautiful, beautiful. I'm like yeah, <laughs> that was so complex. Yeah, that, uh, that was a cool episode. And That's like a cool episode. poor doctor, That's a good one. Poor doctor, he's just like oh, yeah. they didn't want me. All this show, it's such a shame. The doctor has all the best episodes. Yeah. And uh, every episode that's focused around the Doctor is just like it's just a banger. It's great. Yeah, they knock it out of the park. What else did they, do? You remember there was the episode where miss <laughs> talking about missiles. 
Remember when a missile took over the doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the uh... wait. Oh, that's the one I thought you were talking about. No. Oh, you the one you meant earlier was the Cardassian ship. Yes. The, no, it's a, it was a missile. No, it was a ship. No, it was a missile. No, it was a ship because it Balana a... goes onto it. Yeah, I know. It like was just a gigantic missile. It's a deck. It was a missile. If okay, well, in that case, every ship in Star Trek is a missile. Yeah, but the thing is that a missile was supposed to ram up. itself into a fucking planet. But it's like a ship that's... isn't meant to be ram itself into another ship unless it has a battery charge. The, but like... That ship wasn't made to ram itself yes, into another it ship. Was. It was reprogrammed to do that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was supposed to be a missile, <laughs> and it was. It, it had like a. AI in it that she reprogrammed to go into like just like a Cardassia Prime and fucking explode uh-huh. itself but it missed or some bullshit and then it wound it up <laughs> 7 million light years yeah. I guess it court, went into, into a the wormhole at some point I guess and then Balano was like oh this one specific event in my life <laughs> it's um. here well, either way, I thought you were talking about the, the other missile no. one that takes over the doctor. It was the doctor. That was a separate episode. Yeah, and it's like we have to. I have to go and blow up this place. Yeah, and then they get there, and it's like no, the war's over. Yeah, was it a planet empty, or was that there, there, there was still civilization? No, there that? were people there. Yeah. It's just their their war had finished, so yeah. they were like, well, we don't. The, you know, <laughs> that was a. Yeah, I don't even remember how that episode finished. Did they just, like, talk to it and talk it out of it, or... Can't remember. I think there was, like, more missiles coming and stuff like that. Wasn't it trying to contact other missiles? Yeah. I feel like it... Because they all had AI in them. Yeah. But, and he just... He talked them out of it or some bullshit, of course. But there was an... I remember that episode of Voyager where they find, like, those, like, frozen people from, like, the weird... Uh, subspace tunnels where even Neelix like goes like after he hears what they're called they're like oh I know this was like in an ancient Neelixian oh, uh, yeah. language it means coward and liar <laughs> and oh, yeah. and they like Janeway like we should help them and they help them and then they betray them the, the, the liars and, and, and cheaters Schemas. immediately betray them you know yeah who would have thought? Who would have thought? They're too trusting in their show. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole scorpion and the frog thing. Every episode is just the scorpion and the frog. <laughs> the Mao. Lol. Lol. Said the scorpion. La Mao. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Fucking Voyager. What a good show. It's, it's, uh... Come around. I've come around. It's great. You <laughs> Come around? Just... I've come around. Probably better than TNG for me now. Wow! You, you, you... The, um, look, the amount we talk, we can talk about Voyager specifically over everything else in Star Trek. <laughs> it's like there's just so much to it. This, they the, just do so much stuff in so it. It's not, I, that's not me saying it's good, but in terms of like how much like joy it brought me, I guess overall. <laughs> This is better. It's better than TNG in that regard. Yeah, it's you just can't get away from that Neelix penis. That Neelix penis. Yeah, because he's like, um, he's a, he's a. What do they call him? They call him like, conflict officer or some bullshit like that. Could what Neelix? Yeah, what do they call him? Oh, I don't know. Probably like chief. Chief Chief entertainment officer Officer Neelix. Officer, oh yeah, remember? yeah, morale. Morale. That's where it was. He's the morale officer. Yeah, and we. Uh, he's like a, he's the gigolo of the ship too. Oh, uh, he uses yes. his Neelix oh. penis to relieve Everybody the stress of the crew. Yeah, they don't talk about it in the show, but as if, you know, it's just implied. It's in one of those side books. They just never got it's in the it's in a script that they never produced. Yeah, they never got around to it. It was going to be in season nine. Yeah. It's like that. They talk about how Neelix's penis is just so good, (laughs) so good. It's so good. It's just like that episode of uh, Star Trek TNG where they were supposed to introduce the first gay characters of the show, and it got canned. Tell me more. Uh, Yeah, the writer David uh, Gerald, which is 
I thought it was From pretty funny. From Riviera? Well, the Witcher Man? Yeah, the, the, the David Geralt. <laughs> the Witcher Man. Wow. Uh, he, the writer of the the Trouble of Tribbles episode from the original series, he he was going to make this. He was writing this uh, this script for an episode. This was actually before the even the first episode of like TNG aired. So he was just they were just you know making scripts to turn into episodes. They were just making whatever garbage they could come up with. Yeah, and you know he. Um, this episode was supposed to be called Blood and Fire, but it is kind of like when I read about it, when I read about it, I I did feel kind of sad because it was always oh, supposed to introduce, you know, the first uh, gay characters, two gay uh-huh. characters, uh, you know, a a a couple basically uh, of men, and they were supposed to, uh, they one of them was supposed to get a disease, you know. Which, oh. you know, and it was very much implying, you know, kind of, you know, the AIDS epidemic was happening kind of at uh-huh. the same time. Uh-huh. And it is kind of sad that they had these, you know, gay characters and they immediately went, yeah, let's uh, let's do this, you know, let's tackle this topic immediately, you know, with them. Uh, with, like their first appearances in the show and here you go, one of them Scott. The, the, a, a disorder, you know, a disease of some kind, you know, and it's, yeah. it's heavily implied. It's you know, kind of like AIDS, but like, um, like it was supposed to be, you know, re, like it wasn't even supposed to be like that. They talk, like you know, they're like, oh, we kiss or whatever. It was supposed to be like the, like a first kiss, like same sex. Supposed to be full it, penetration. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just For literally supposed time. to be like uh, Riker asks one of them, "How long have you been to? Uh, have you two been together?" And the, one of the crewmen says, "Since the academy." And Aww. and that was supposed to be like, you know, it's actually pretty smart because it's like it's imp- for like if you, you know, if you're a kid, it's like oh they're friends. If you're an adult, oh they're a couple. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it, it was really smartly kind of like uh, they tried to fly it under the radar, under the radar sort of stuff, but not to the point where you're like you as know. a lot of you know closeted homosexuals did. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying um, to keep under the radar. But yeah, and they, you know, he wrote the the script for the show for that episode. And you can actually find that online. He actually did. Uh, uh, he did actually have the script like the, the like the first first version of the script uh it was actually he novelized that at some point i think the episode and i think there's like a um fan uh kind of like movie made about that episode and that goes yeah. a lot more into it like just it just becomes like a storyline rather than just like one episode thing um uh, yeah. but seems important yeah, it's pretty cool that like that's in an, what happened in a it. very unimportant kind of way. Yeah, you know? and you know, but you know, he, he submitted the the script and then got told no. You know, <laughs> and, you think we're putting gays in this show? And it was like he was like, Get out of here. like he was literally like Gene. You know, like you promised yeah. the fans, you know, that there will be, you know, some representation. You know. And he just kind of like the 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 Paramount really didn't want to take a risk on that, and they of course they said the moms are gonna write letters. That's what they said, and it's like it's always the worst when mothers write letters in. When mother, they have such such leverage over us, you know. Yeah, like what can you do? You've got a letter now and stuff. Yeah, it's like sucks. Strongly worded letter from some woman woman yeah. from Texas. Some random woman in bumfuck uh, Idaho. And she's high on Xanax all the time, and her husband is in the mines 24-7. I feel like it would have been like Valium, right? Yes. Not Xanax? Xanax is... Either uh, way. Is Xanax uh, anxiety medication? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I think Xanax is more modern. Yeah, I, I think, think Valium right. is maybe a bit more it's, like it's it's Valium at the time that you that I'm thinking of. But yeah, 
but yeah, and she's she's writing in to express the disgust of the two homosexual men. Yeah, uh, they, they that, that they're like uh, two meters apart from each other the entire show. Mm-hmm. But it's like, <laughs> wow, I can't. There's always a woman between them. There's yeah. <laughs> Dividing them, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, can't have them near each other. We don't know what they'll do. Yeah, <laughs> she, they have two bodyguards, like yeah. making sure they don't do anything. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, we uh, we had the uh, talking about uh, kind of. I don't even know what to call it, right? Because it's like more gender identity. The TNG episode with Riker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, not it's more really about like gender identity, sexuality in terms of like attraction. It's more like just how you identify yourself, rather, right? I mean, that... I suppose in a way, like, well, I mean, first of all, the 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 <laughs> the, the, the casting is very, uh, you know, oh, well, well, this has to be a woman. This, ha- yeah, Did the, they... the performer has to be a woman. I feel like they actually like. Uh, what's he called? Or William Riker's actor? Um, what is he called? Jonathan Frakes. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Didn't he mention that it was kind of like? Yeah, I remember reading something afterwards where he said it should have been like a male performer. Yeah. Either way, it's like it's it's more about a gender identity, but I guess it does in in the context of the show, even though it doesn't come across that way, does kind of uh put out the idea that you know Riker is you know, I guess pansexual, I guess, would be the right word. Yeah. Uh in that it's it's not the the physical physics the physical uh attributes of a person that attract Riker, I suppose. It's um how it's their personality it's how, their how much they love jazz. That's what attracts it's how much they love jazz. <laughs> That's what attracts Riker. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it's more about gender identity. It's more about the evil non-binary government yeah. forcing everybody on the planet. They to, go, they put them in a not to a, be non-binary. They, they they wash out their gender out of their brain. Yes, they got, they, they remove the gender part of their. Brain. <laughs> they put a little rod in their eye socket and they hit it with a hammer, and it takes yeah. out the part of their brain responsible for their genders. No, it just recognizes gender. Yeah. So now they're like, you know what? There is no gender. And she comes out. But it's evil. She sees Riker after and it's like, I love not having gender. Yeah. But before that, she's oppressed. She really wants to have gender, but the evil government won't let her. Yeah. <laughs> it won't let her have gender. It won't let her be a sexy woman. Yeah. It is pretty... Uh... In a small Gene Roddenberry miniskirt. Oh, no. Remember that? Oh, remember that? Oh, that... Insane Star Trek Enterprise episode with the, they have like three like uh, uh, sexes I guess on their like planet. They have like yeah yeah yeah. They and have like the reproducer slave. The the weird that they never specify why there's a third one. Yeah, they just go no, we just need them, and also they are a second class citizen. Yeah, and they have, they're an object, and they then Tucker teaches her. Like her, teaches I guess, on how to read. Uh, like teaches, teaches them how her to, how to read. How to read, and she kills herself later on in the episode. Because uh, yeah, well, because she then learns that she does want independence, and they don't let her. And then she kills herself. <laughs> she looks. She tries to seek asylum. That's it. She tries to seek asylum. Oh with, yeah, and they decline within the Enterprise it. within humanity. And and Archer is like. Tucker, you've put me in the fucking most annoying position. Yeah, I'm so annoyed right now, Tucker. I'm so annoyed. And you know what? I just got word she killed herself, so <laughs> great job. Good job, Tucker. Great job. Wow. Good job. I hope Good you job. survive the series, Tucker. I, I wow. hope you survive job, on my ship. You die on the ship at um, some point. Although I suppose that's the incorrect pro. I say she because it was a female actress, but uh, the pronoun they kept using for her were it. <laughs> I remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. They kept I saying remember. it. Like they had a husband and a wife and then a third it <laughs> that they used to to have a child somehow. Yeah, and Tucker's like, here's a copy of Moby Dick. Read this. 
And they're like, they're like, the way their society is set up is like, that one in particular, they were like, we treat her so well, we let her live in the house. <laughs> we give her food. Yeah. We give it food. And it's like, man, this sucks. But then Archer at the end is like, god damn it. I'm so pissed off that you made me have to make this choice. God damn it. I'm, I'm sick of tough choices. I just took I'm out Al-Qaeda. Cho- I just took I out Al-Qaeda. I hate tough choices. <laughs> and you're making me to make this rule. <laughs> making me fucking have to decide whether or not I give asylum to an alien. Fuck. Yeah. Bullshit. Wasn't that- uh, Oh, it killed itself. Yeah. It killed I itself. Think it was Never the, mind. I guess it was supposed to be like, oh, the first time, like, asylum seekers. You know, like, unless, uh, she, uh, a different... Like, there's that there's different... the whole well it's another one of those episodes that very heavily is like it has archer being like if only there was some <laughs> prime directive we could follow yes god if only we just had some kind of directive that was the... primary and it... that we could all follow and it would make our decisions really easy yeah because we could just go i can't do that sorry prime can't directive. do it because if there's this main rule the one the, rule to rule no, them all. That's stupid. It can't be called the main rule. <laughs> ah, well, the, maybe someday. Maybe the first rule. <laughs> maybe the prime direct. No, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. There's that other one where uh, where they have Malcolm <laughs> coming up with the red alert. Yeah. Yeah, the... He's like, oh, if only there was some way that we could get a, a word to the whole ship that we're in danger. <laughs> some kind of alert. <laughs> Perhaps color-coded. Of some kind, yeah. Like on a submarine. Like on a submarine. <laughs> if only we had one. I remember that episode... What would it be called? I remember that episode of fucking Enterprise when they call, like, Malcolm's, like, parents... And the Malcolm's parents are like his dad specifically is like, uh, I don't like him because he's a, he's a he's a uh, he's a black sheep of the family because he didn't become a, a like a navy man and instead yeah. is flying through fucking space it's to places that <laughs> no one's ever been before. <laughs> he didn't follow in the family footsteps. He didn't become a navy man like his dad. <laughs> Didn't become like some guy that like literally just writes reports on like what's in the stock on the ship in the armory, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just yeah. like does daily maintenance of like just fucking like like why do you need a navy no, no, at that no, point? He has to go gallivanting through space. <laughs> you know. I don't mind it, I just don't like it. <laughs> just don't want more sun duty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was that was not my son. And then it turns out that he's fucking like 007. <laughs> yeah, he was actually in section thirty-two or whatever. Yeah, that's co- comes out all along. Nowhere. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of fun. That's in the corny season when everything gets really cheesy and fun. Yeah, it's the last season, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in the last season. Everything's falling apart. I, re- mm-hmm. I really, I do kind of like the way they de- describe, like they work, like they, the uh, right how, like you know, the Klingons become like less Klingon. Yeah, which is really funny. That like they, 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 they get into jet, ge- ge- they steal the genetic engineering. So they're like, oh, we can make the Klingons so cool and strong. Yeah, they make us even stronger this way, and then they become like humans. <laughs> become orange they humans. They become orange humans. They're like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. Oh, god damn it. And then Star Trek Discovery shits all over that and just goes, makes them orcs. <laughs> and they turn into orcs. <laughs> For some reason, who knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that it's like, the Star Trek Enterprise staff was like, oh, this is fun. You know, let's write this fun little storyline into the into the uh, to play on the idea that the original series already set And it's like, and the discovery is like fuck the original, <laughs> fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's it's a it's a because they have the joke obviously the, the great joke in Deep Space Nine where where they go back in time and they see the how the Klingons used to look and Worf is like we do not talk about that. Yeah, 
to talk. We do not talk about this. Everybody looks at him like when yeah, they're like over. they just don't explain it at all. It's a, it's such a good line. But then but then they do have the episode where it's like okay, genetic engineering, and it's like all right, fine, that's fun. That's this is fun. They fuck up. The Klingons fuck up, and then it creates like a weird genetic altering disease yeah. throughout their whole species. Yeah, exactly. That then at some point turns back and they become <laughs> they get old Klingons again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess that's it. But, Thanks for listening <laughs> to Dead Ensigns, a Star Trek podcast that where we also we talked about a lot more than just Star Trek. Yeah, this time. It's the Avatar podcast, it's the Pacific Rim Avatar, podcast. It's a little the, bit of Pacific Rim in that, like a little sprinkling. We had the full bush and I did the. I did the salt bite at the salt bay thing where I kind of you know had my arm back huh. and I slid Pacific Rim down my about down my forearm mm-hmm. and I got all my forearm hairs yeah. in the soup. We talked about the toenails. We talked about hair. Yeah, in food. Um, Joey's yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, but if you enjoyed, uh, make sure to save us on whatever podcast app you listen to. Subscribe. Give us a rating if you don't mind. That's nice. Um, Check us out on Twitter. Message us. Email us if you want. Deadensons at gmail.com. If you want to talk about if anything in this episode upset you (laughs) about uh, Malcolm or Tucker, let us know. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll talk about it. We'll we'll, we'll talk about anything, please. Please. (laughs) Please. Talk to us. Come on now. (laughs) All right. Um, Bye. All right. Goodbye. It's shorted out, sir. We're gonna have to phaser it. Then what are you waiting for? Right away, sir. Faster would be better, Ensign. I can't, sir. We don't want to... That's enough. But, sir... Stand aside, Carlton. I'm going through. You're alive. Good.